Welcome back to the Short Attention Span Bible. This is your host, Jason. I'm going to start with a quick explanation of the show. I am not a Bible scholar. I am not here to convert anyone. I'm not here to preach. I'm simply relating the words in the book in what is hopefully an easy-to-digest manner. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and dive in. Let's keep this nice and short attention span. We're going to continue with the first letter of John, or John Book 1, Chapter 2. Kind of a long chapter compared to some of the ones that we're used to, certainly compared to the first chapter, so let's just dive in. He begins Chapter 2 by saying that, okay, seems kind of obvious, but don't sin. But if you do, Jesus will advocate for us to God the Father. He is the sacrifice, not just for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. You can be sure that you know him if you keep his commandments. He who claims to know Jesus but doesn't keep his commandments is a liar. Again we hear, as in the first chapter of this book, as in the book of James, again we hear that actions speak louder than words. They really can't drive this point home enough. And I agree. It needs to be heard. It needs to be heard a lot. But he continues to say, those who keep his word in action, in them the love of God is made complete. If you claim to live a godly life, you must live as Jesus did. He says, I'm not writing a new commandment. This is old. This is something that's been around since the beginning. Yet at the same time, it's kind of new in a way because Jesus lived it to show that you can live it too. The darkness is passing and the light is already showing. Anyone who claims to be living in the light of God, but hates his brothers or sisters, is still in darkness. And by brothers and sisters, they mean your fellow humans. Basically, if you claim to be living a godly life, you can't hate people. Okay, because also that goes back to something else that was said in James. If you want to go back and either read that book or check out the shows, judgment is reserved for God. It is not your place to judge. God basically tells you, all right, you love one another and I'll sort you out. That's my job. And if you attempt to do my job, like you basically you're in no position to even try to do that. And for you to attempt to judge each other is offensive to him. He's like, that's, that's ridiculous. That's my deal. I didn't create you to do that. Anyways, moving on. Anyone who loves their fellow humans is walking in the light, and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. This goes back to the concept of love your neighbor as yourself. If you follow that commandment properly, you will automatically be following most of the other commandments. If you love your neighbor as yourself, you won't steal from him or kill him or covet what is his, etc. Okay? He continues to say, but those that hate their fellow humans walk in darkness and don't know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. Being blinded by hatred, you can't follow the true path. He says, I am writing to you, children, because your sins have been forgiven, thanks to Jesus. And by children, he's saying those 
very, very new to faith, just coming in, new to the idea. He's like, hey, I just wanted to let you know your sins have been forgiven thanks to Jesus. He then says, I'm writing to those more mature in faith because you know Christ. So I want to write this letter to you. Like we're, we have a fellowship. And then he says, I'm writing to those kind of like in between those young in faith, those young adults, because you are strong and have won your battle with evil. And so that's why I'm writing to you. Like you've kind of come into the faith and decided to try to walk in this life. He goes on to say, don't love the world or the things in it. For anyone who loves the world, the love of God is not in them. Again, we also heard that in the book of James. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, of life's achievements and possessions is not of God, but of the world. The world and its desires and things people crave are cheap. They all pass away, but anyone who does the will of God will live forever. Children, this is the last hour. As you have heard, the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. It's kind of interesting. I want to take a break from the book. That's all from the book. This is my own two cents, just to separate the two. You know, you do have a lot of kind of doomsayers, a lot of uh, preachers that are, oh, the, it's the end times, it's the end times. They've kind of been saying that since, I mean, this is John. This is a guy who personally knew Jesus on earth like 2,000 years ago. And he was saying that in some sense, it was the end times back then. And so I think this may mean that there have always been those who will try to lure you from a righteous path. And it is important to treat every hour as the last and most critical hour concerning your faith and your behavior. That's maybe a little bit over halfway through chapter two, but I want to stick to the mission of the show. Keep it short attention span. That's the whole idea. And we will wrap up chapter two in the next episode. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please click like or subscribe. I'm your host, Jason. This is the Short Attention Span Bible, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.